welcome to our first of two interviews with Josh Berlin. As a student, Josh got involved with the trade union movement and later went on to organise zero-hour contract workers in the hospitality sector. My name's Josh Berlin and I'm from Manchester. I went to university in 2012 and was the first generation of the £9,000 tuition fees. Um, I went to study history and philosophy at the University of Sheffield and that was really where I got involved in political activism. As a student, I was co-chair of the Living Wage Campaign um, and among other things, occupied a few university buildings in support of the lecturer strikes when they happened. And I think it was that which really opened my eyes to the power we have when we organise to change things, you know, the power we have to win improvements for ourselves. And it might sound a bit flowery, but that power to change the world, I guess. It was only when I started working at Sheffield Students' Union after I'd finished my undergraduate degree that I got involved in the trade union at the workplace there, which was Unite, um, and I then became a steward. I was working two zero-hours contracts in the Students' Union, working half my time in the cafe and half my time in the finance office, while also studying part-time for a master's in political theory. It was when I got involved in the Trade Union Unite that it made me think I wanted to do something more active in academia and research. And that was what led me down the path of being a steward and organising with my colleagues to demand better conditions for the zero-hours workers in the SU. And eventually led me on to becoming a trade union organiser now. In about February 2019, the employer at the Students' Union announced we'll be moving all zero-hours staff, or casual staff as we called them, to monthly pay. Um, it had been weekly previously. For people that are living paycheck to paycheck, you know, at the bottom of their overdraft, the bottom of their bank account consistently, having to wait a month to get paid was a really big deal. Um, so as, as we got wind of this, I started asking my colleagues, you know, what do you think about this? And what do you want to do about it? And it became apparent they were really angry about this. And this was really my first flavour of trading in action. Um, you know, of collectivism, the real fundamentals of trade unionism. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So I, I ran a very quick survey to get a gauge of how many people were angry about it. And within a week, about 30 to 40 percent, about 100 people of the zero hour staff had completed it. And prior to that, the trade union had, had basically no engagement with the zero hour staff whatsoever. Um, the, and the employer thought that we were people who don't kick up a fuss, we'll be out soon enough. Um, the employer really thought that they wouldn't see much of a fuss from us about it. But we used this survey to, to say to the employer, you need to be serious about this and you need to organise a big consultation meeting as there's a lot of anger and you're going to have a, a lot of really angry people if you don't address this. So what happened? Well, I think we put a bit of fear into the employer um, and surprisingly, they agreed to invite... To, to, to set up a big consultation meeting and invite all the staff that were affected. And amazingly, we also managed to secure paid release for all the staff to go. So all the staff that were on shift could go along to the meeting and all the outlets and cafes were closed. Um, and as people were firing into the meeting, we handed out little stickers saying, keep weekly pay. And when I got down to the meeting, I'd been going around the work areas rounding people up and encouraging them to go. And it was absolutely packed with 100 plus people, very, very angry. And it was buzzing with people talking amongst themselves. Sounds good, sounds good. 
yeah, it was it was it was a pretty amazing feeling, um, and you could see the senior managers at the front were talking very very nervously between themselves. And even before the meeting had started, one of them came over to me as the steward um, and said, "We've decided. Basically, we've decided we're going to give into your demands, and we're going to keep weekly pay. You know, we're abandoning this proposal." And that was a great feeling. They announced it to everyone in the room. There was basically widespread disbelief. People didn't <laughs> trust them. Yeah. <laughs> um, unsurprisingly, they thought, what's going on here? Um, but the people in the room didn't believe it, and they still gave them absolute hell. And out of it, there was a big discussion about all the other issues that came up, saying it's not just about weekly pay. You know, there's lots of people going on about the pay that we were on, the lack of sick pay, the contracts, and that that big meeting basically kick-started a campaign to improve the terms and conditions of all zero-hour staff. And um, so in 2019, we organised a campaign around sick pay, living wage, and the fact that everyone was on zero-hours contracts, the fact that everyone was were casual workers. Um, and I think one thing you've got to understand is that you know, people of my generation don't have a great deal of understanding yeah, of trade yeah, unionism mm-hmm. or the kind of mechanisms of, of industrial relations, of, of how trade unions work. Very few are trade union members and don't understand collective bargaining, balloting, all that stuff. However, they do understand social movements and campaigns and they've grown up seeing Occupy and the 2010 protests um, you know, much younger, they've seen the Iraq war protest. So there's a lot of fire there. And But the idea of moving that into the workplace is something that you can do. It's something a lot of people haven't realised yet. And on top of that, a lot of people have come to have very low expectations of work when you talk to them. You know, when you talk to a student and ask them, do you think you deserve to be on minimum wage? A lot of people say, well, I don't want to be, but all my mates are on it on other jobs too. Mm. So why would I expect to be paid more? You know, why should I have a secure contract when everyone I know has a zero-hours contract and that's all of that I've ever known my working life? And this is a generation that, that have only been working since the financial crisis, since austerity. So there was all of that to work through with yeah. people. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, and what we did was basically bring together a team of, of workplace leaders, people that were respected in each of the areas, yeah. um, where we had zero-hours contracts, in the nightclubs, in the cafes, the restaurants. And we brought a team of people together and basically talked through how we could work together to raise people's expectations of work and raise people's confidence, find out what they really wanted from work and, and communicate to them that, they really deserve this from work. So how did you do that then? How did you do it? Join us for the second of our interviews with Josh on the podcast very soon. <laughs>